Okay, okay, okay. Versatile Vigilante, young Vince, Uncle Vinny. We are on location with the co-founder of Studio IDFK, Sin. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me, man. I love love the space. I've been here before. Like we said, you have a very, very unique spot in the city of Toronto. Um, very happy for you and thank mm. you for having me. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Thank you for being a recurring person in Fuck this yeah, space. man. Part of the Studio IDFK yeah, universe. Yeah, one of the regulars. Yes, I love <laughs> so that. Good. I love that. Um, I want to kind of start from, start from the beginning mm-hmm. with Studio IDFK. I have a feeling I know what it stands for. Let's hear kind of the origin story of how you came up with the name and maybe we can go from there. So, I mean, I can't take credit for that. So that was Ian's thing. So IDFK stands for I don't fucking know. So it is also like he was playing with his initials. So the origin story of Studio IDFK is he got the space last year in November. He found it on Kijiji. (laughs) No way. And he wanted to open up, like start a, a lifestyle brand for that fashion. So we, we did a little tour earlier. You saw the paint splattered clothes and the yep. hand painted stuff. Um, but he wanted to open up a, a spot where people can come in and discover creations from local artists. And we met totally serendipitously last year when I first did my, did my um, first like solo exhibit of my art. Okay. Uh, and he was just picking up a friend and I was showing my stuff. And I was like, hey, I like your clothes, that's sick. <laughs> And then we became friends ever since. Uh, And I had a dream to open up a community space, to open up a space where people can um, learn new art skills, where they can co-work at night. Maybe like there's a cafe component, like some beer, and they just like get stuff done while people are doing their writing. So just really a creative community space where people can connect, collaborate, and uh, showcase each other's work. So we, we joined forces in the spring. Yeah. You guys have been open for over a year now, right? Mm-hmm. Just over a year. Congratulations, man. I love to see people have a dream, have something they want to do and put themselves out there to do it. Mm. It's very, very exciting to me. Yeah, it is exciting. <laughs> it's been a ride. It's been a total ride. Because I think like both of us came into this thing not knowing exactly what we were doing. Um, just kind of followed a gut feeling almost. Right. And like a calling. And this last year of being open has been a year of experimentation, for sure. Learning every day. Yeah. From, like, psychedelic parties to hosting a solo show for an 80-year-old who just discovered art to um, being an official Nuit Blanche site, actually. That was super, super exciting. Um, Saying yes to things that may have been potentially opportunities, but then we're like, okay, maybe that wasn't worth it. It was just a lot of learning. Yeah. And again, credit to you for doing that. A lot of people I feel like would think, oh, man, I don't know how to do this and never put themselves in that spot. So mm-hmm. I commend you guys for, for both of you for doing that. Thank you. Very yeah. dope. I mean, that's how you learn. Right? That's the only way, man. Yeah. That's the only way we learn. Mm-hmm. You mentioned, though, you were an artist before starting. I'd like to dig into that a little bit. What was your art journey? Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, I loved painting when I was a kid. So I was not very good, but I had dreams of, you know, fantastical worlds and all that stuff. But then eventually I went to art high school and worked on my art fundamentals a bit. And then, you know, comes the big pivotal moment where you're supposed to decide what you want to do for the rest of your life. And I'm like, at okay. like 18 years old. Yeah, at 18 years Ridiculous. old. Ridiculous. Like, okay, cool. Um, so I just like looked at what I liked doing and it was 
storytelling. Um, I enjoyed like writing pieces about people. Okay. I had my fine arts thing going on with my painting. I uh, was very much into film and photography, like, um, you know, just visual storytelling. And the most logical thing to do was like merge it all together. I'm like, okay, that's animation. So I did animation at Sheridan. Um, it's a very well-known and very grueling program. <laughs> it's, it was intense. Like I didn't get in the first time I tried. So basically Sheridan animation, there are like 1,200 applicants okay. and only 150 people get in. Yeah. It's super competitive. Um, a little more than 10%. Yep. And not everybody makes it out alive. <laughs> people drop <laughs> out of that program. It's not so, for the faint of heart. Yeah. It's four years of learning every part of animation from background painting, character design, anatomy, both human and animal, layout, perspective, like everything to be able to produce your own film. So my final year was uh, producing my own short film all in animation. So Did you release that film? Yeah, it's somewhere on Vimeo. Okay. You got to send me that after this. Okay, I'll send it to you. It's fine. It's like a student film. Hey, man. Again, you got to start somewhere. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. I'll send it to you. Um, so yeah, after animation, I, I just wanted to get a job. I was like, okay, get into the industry, start working. Right. So, um, I worked at three different animation studios here and have gotten to work on things like Bravest Warriors, which is the Adventure Time spinoff also by Frederator. Um, I was the lead technical director on Magic School Bus, like the reboot, worked on Blue's Clues, Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood. So I did the whole like transition from... Toon Boom Harmony, like, sorry, Flash to Toon Boom Harmony. Sorry, right. I'm, like, nerding out now. Oh, I love <laughs> like, it, man. I'm a, man, I remember watching Magic School Bus as a kid. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. So, like, I got to work on really cool things, and um, I was for a character builder at the time, so that was just, like, doing, building the digital puppets in right. 2D space. Okay. But then, eventually, I moved over to doing, like, production management and producing because I actually wanted to write my own TV show. So um, I moved up into like the the other side of it. So in animation, there's like the artist side and then there's the production side. So the production side is like more corporate. They're like budgets and, you know, the artist is like the one that makes the pretty stuff, I suppose. Um, I moved up to work for a different company, like a pretty big film distribution company in Toronto that does things like Transformers, My Little Pony, Peppa Pig. And... I just, I wanted to keep moving up in hopes that <clears throat> one day I could write, write my show, like write my story. Um, but then I realized that the further you go up the corporate ladder, the less of a voice you had. Huge facts. Yeah. Huge Surprisingly. facts. Surprisingly. <laughs> because I feel like once you get higher up, you're dealing with people who really only care about their, like their job, their reputation, mm-hmm. you know, it's not... No more risks are being taken. Yeah. And it's like people, I don't know, should I drop names in this thing? Go for it, man. We're fucking uncensored. <laughs> That's true. Okay. It was, it was E1. It was Entertainment One. And they're, they're okay. like I've heard of them. mega. <laughs> they're, yeah. Um, people don't leave E1. People are there for life. They get paid. I, I got paid like a good amount of money to do um, corporate stuff. Yeah. And sit in meetings and... Uh, it was like there was this turning point where like I looked at the creative directors like the people that I wanted to be and they just like were like dead in the eyes because they like were these creative souls that now their like impact is oh more sparkles Hasbro needs to sell more toys you know like make the eyes bigger so we can sell more toys I'm like 
oh shit <laughs> like I I'm here now like working basically like at Netflix level and just I still have realized that this is not where I wanted to be like I had um, other visions and I wanted to manifest certain things and this is not the way to go and I woke up every morning it was like I'm ready to waste my life again let's do this and like that's not the way to live so that was the trajectory of my I would say our career um, in the meantime like again I told you I met Ian and then we <clears throat> joined forces with the space and yeah. there was a point in time where I was overlapping with running Studio IDFK while having my nine to five and it was not sustainable. Yeah. Right. So we um, we had a big fashion launch in June where we were like releasing our brand and it was kind of like a networking thing where we just made connections with other film people, um, people in the fashion industry in Toronto. And that was actually the last day of my E1 job, of my full-time stability, you know, whatever life I had going on. And it, it felt like it was such a hard decision. I was like back and forth, back and forth for so long. Because um, I was about to just enter into a phase of not making any money at all. You don't make money as a business owner. No, absolutely, yeah, man. A while, yeah. You go from like a lot of certainty in a way in terms of, you know, you're going to get your paycheck. You know when you're going to be at work to, mm-hmm. I don't know. It depends on yeah. who pays, who, who buys some shit from us today. Like, yeah. Exactly. And again, amazing for you to take that risk because a lot of people would not do that. Mm. Thank you. I appreciate what was that. Like the, what was like the breaking, not breaking point, but like final straw? We are like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm off this. I'm in this. Mm, the final, final straw? Yeah. We, I was uh, art directing the photo shoot that we had for our, like the fashion launch. And at 5.30 p.m., I got called into a meeting about like Excel spreadsheets <laughs> and the opposite of art yeah and it was and then they started talking about just like ikea meatballs and they were just like oh my god like what <laughs> am i doing and over there in the other room was this like photo shoot that like needed me for it to go smoothly and i was like i can't i can't do this anymore like i need to follow the thing that um will feed and fuel my creative vision and something that is very meaningful to me um and yeah, so I mean, like, that's it's just such a funny final straw, but it was just like this sign that it's like, oh my God, I can't waste my life doing things that um, are, yeah, don't mean anything to me anymore. Super, super real, man. Hmm. Really, really respected. Again, that takes a lot of balls. Like, thank you. It's not an easy thing to do. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. When you started that transition of full time in the studio IDFK, what was that adjustment like for you? Um, I felt like just walking blindly, mm-hmm. but I, if I'm going to jump, I'm going to do it with a lot of conviction. So I had a lot of fun doing it. So I would say June was the first month where that was going on. So that was like the psychedelic event, our fashion show. We partnered up with Voids, who is a very famous like 3D artist who does like work with Drake and stuff. So I don't know, like I, I embraced it. Truly, <laughs> even though there was like a part of me inside that was like panicking, it was like, "What the fuck did you just do?" <laughs> um, the other parts were like, "Okay, let's let's do it. Let's do all the random stuff that comes with running this space." And yeah, to give you a sense of the random stuff, it's like we were. Oh, this is there's so much illegal shit in here. <laughs> I mean, this is not that. No bad. one snitching though. We were. Um, 
like stealing pylons and cinder blocks off of like the streets of Toronto. The allegedly. Zones. Allegedly, yeah. Um, <laughs> and that was on my birthday too. It's like I spent my birthday like stealing construction shit from the city of Toronto in order to like build this art installation. Psychedelic parties where we're like stapling camo netting to this tunnel to do like our Alice in Wonderland psychedelic parties. Also Lit. extremely illegal. <laughs> but yeah, embraced it. Yo, if you're not breaking the law a bit, mm-hmm. you're not trying. That's for art. It's for art, exactly. And yo, yeah. I love just picturing you on your birthday stealing pylons and shit. I love that. Yep. That's a real birthday. Yeah. It was after dinner, so at least I had a birthday dinner. <laughs> yeah, <then>. exactly, <laughs> man. That's a good after party. <laughs> yeah. Good for you, man. And your events are, like, I heard of this space through the events that you've thrown, and mm-hmm. I always just found it so interesting how one event can take place, and then the next week a completely different one can take place. Mm-hmm. I love that. Was that something you always kind of had as a, a plan for this space? Oh, um, there's no plan. <laughs> Studio mean, IDFK. Yeah. Um, it was, there's like, there's a vision, and but no plan, I would say. I think like now after our first year, we're starting to come up with more of a plan, which right. makes sense. But the first year was more like experimentation and be led by the gut. So the vision was different things that created uh, community and connection right connected people to their creativity so i think that's why there were so many different events so there are like dj showcases house parties that are just showcasing mcs and basically hosts yeah. in the community uh, there's open mic um, paint workshops lots of educational stuff like that so that was always like part of the vision right uh, but it was like we're not set on a certain plan like when we get approached by a collab- collaborator who's who wants to bring some kind of art slash healing modality. Um, like we're all ears. So yeah, very, very fluid, I wanna say. That's a good place that's a good way to be, especially as a young business. Like mm-hmm. why put a box on yourself yeah. if you don't need to. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Really okay. like that. You have your own artwork up here too, mm-hmm. which is a flex. I think that's a good thing to have when you're the owner and you provide some of the creative space work too to the space. Mm. Very dope. Oh, thank you. Are you still pretty active with painting? Yeah, I would say so. Uh, it's been kind of a new venture. So last year, when I said like me and Ian met at my first art show, right? I had been extremely disconnected from from painting because when you go to Sheridan, it's all about like fundamentals. You're like you just gotta be like paint like Disney, learn the technical yeah. things. I did like pretty mediocre in that program, so I was out of touch um, from like art as a form of catharsis. So last year, November, that's when I started having the sense that I'm like, I need to change something about right. my life. Like, I need to live in a more authentic way. So that is when I started started painting for the first time. It's only it was only been it's only been a year ago. No way, yeah. that's yeah. amazing, man. Mm-hmm. I I told you already. Like, you had the waves when I first saw your work. I love mm-hmm. that. So I'm a fan of your work as Thank well. Thank you so much. Hell yeah. yeah! It comes from the soul. Like, I'm not an artist to sell my art. Like. My art does sell when people see it, but it's literally just, again, I f- feel like art is such a beautiful, healing, sacred space for to just like express and allow things to flow. And that's what I do for myself, and that's what I try to do with my programming, too, for others who attend. Yeah, It's noticeable, too, man. You can tell when someone cares about what they do. Mm. And I see that with you, and I see that with the studio, and it, it, you can tell. Because what you mentioned too, where it's like when you're in school or when you're in a corporate company, there's no room for like the emotional side, the the art side. But mm-hmm. that's what art really is. Yeah. You know, it's that 
getting shit out mm-hmm. yeah onto a canvas onto whatever it is catharsis creative catharsis exactly For sure. i love it man uh you have some events coming up what's the next one that you're most excited about that you'd like to talk about yeah, so it is February 1st. It's a Thursday. Um, it's called Embody Paint. Okay. So, I mean, even by the title, it's like the, the art of embodiment. Like, do you feel good in your own skin, in your own body? So I've been doing body painting at our last events. So the point of this one is, like, it's a body painting and wellness workshop. So we're opening up with some meditation, not meditation, like um, movement and breath work because people are coming in from the office and they're just like, they got their lives. So it's like, okay, let's reconnect into your body through breath and movement. Then after that, it's like an hour and a half of just a painting workshop. So they learn body painting techniques. It's all UV reactive stuff. I've been loving the neon paints these days. (laughs) So we're all going to be, there's going to be like UV lights in here. People are going to be all glowing, all like tribal and just painting all on each other. They'll match the bathroom. Exactly. Each other and themselves while like moving a little bit. And then we end with um, some affirmations to kind of send people off back into their days. So this is, this one is very dear to me because it, it's authentic. Again, right. It's connecting people to their creativity and just play. Like life's not that serious. Go steal a few pylons or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, steal a couple pylons on your birthday, man. You'll be yeah, all right. Make some art with it. <laughs> yes, and actually, when we were chatting, like planning this interview, you said something super real about mm-hmm. the event you were just talking about. Where in the winter time you feel so disconnected, like it's bad weather it's dark no one's really trying to be out there's not a lot of places even to go because can't really be outside and that really hit me i'm like that is true like there is disconnect in a cold climate yeah it's very true so to have that in february i think is a good option for people yeah and actually it's it's interesting that you said that like i'm working on a new project and it's called electric sunshine um it is a connection platform so there are different phases of it some of them are a little secret because it's going to be pretty big. Okay. But essentially, it's to create, uh, connect people to their creative vision. So whether that is a creative to a project that someone has, like someone who needs creatives to like be with their project, right? Or somebody that wants to learn a new skill to the facilitators that are teaching this new skill. It is just a, a platform that connects each other to each other and the creative resources that they're looking for. Right. So it's called Electric Sunshine because. What does sunshine do? Sunshine gives you color, it gives you energy and play and openness. And um, like, I my heart's in the tropics, and like, I'm like, n- not everybody has the privilege to travel, um, even if it's you know like a several hundred dollar flight. It's like, not everybody can do that in their lives. For sure. So, what can I do to bring that back to Toronto? Like, I almost left the city. Mm-hmm. We were talking earlier. I'm like, there's no community here. It's so cold. Like the people and the the warm. Sorry, the weather. Sure. Um, so electric sunshine is like synthesizing what sunshine does for us and like doing that through community programs and events i'm very excited for that and i like that you admitted that you know you thought of leaving because i think everyone does but Mm -hmm. i really like that you're here so let's make the most out of it Mm -hmm. you know yeah like okay we could just be bummy and uh, things suck but if you're not doing anything to like change that or help what's the point you know mm-hmm. so i like that you're trying something thank you to fight this uh fight this weather that we have and these vibes that we have yeah thanks i appreciate that I'm 100%. Trying to, yeah like bring what i felt elsewhere back here like if i'm going to continue living here like i want to feel good 
if people are here and they're deprived of what I found on my travels, right? I want to bring it back to them. Bring that's back that's a sunshine. good way to look at it. Because also too, it's like you, your your setting is very important, but it is still about you. Like what's what's in here, mm-hmm. you know? What you, you embody exactly. Yeah. You make the most out of a situation wherever you are. Mm-hmm. So I rate it, man. I'm excited for that. Do you have a tentative date yet or no? We'll, we'll see. Coming. Okay, we'll, we'll, see. we'll learn more. We'll yeah, learn more. I don't know. I'll, it's going to be like a soft, slow launch. Take your time yeah. with it for sure. Yeah, but I feel like I should throw some kind of like pseudo beach party. Ooh, that would be fire. Yeah. That would be fire. Baywatch style. Yeah. That would be sick. With some like neon paint, obviously. Everything got to be neon, yeah. man. Always. That's not negotiable. Yeah. I love that. What's your uh, favorite vacation spot? Ooh. Um, I have been going to Costa Rica a lot for the sunsets, but I am about to go to Bali, Indonesia. So that is where Very my nice. family's from. The food is spicy and delicious and extremely cheap. <laughs> and there's a lot of surfing there too. So I would say like Bali, is you feel like you're on another planet. The earth is just beautiful and the culture and the warmth and the color. Yeah. Very interesting. You don't hear, I don't hear Bali too much as, mm. a, as a spot. So it's interesting you bring that up. I hear Costa Rica a lot. Mm-hmm. But Bali, that's a good, that's a good like underrated venue. Yeah, check it out. Mm-hmm. Go see some waves. <laughs> underrated venue, yeah. Underrated venue of Bali. Yeah. It, um, man, I love it. This has been a very, very interesting conversation. I'm glad to get to know you better. I'm glad to get to know the space a little mm-hmm. better. Is there anything you'd like to add? Share, shout out. The floor is yours. Mm, truly, I just want to express my gratitude for you. My yeah. pleasure, man. Yeah. Um, a lot of what goes on here is like a lot of hard work and sometimes it's hard to zoom out and get a different perspective. So there's a lot of like, we're not doing enough or, you know, like, are we doing things right? How do we get the word out there that we are like, you know, trying to create something really cool here? Yeah. So the fact that you came to the events repeatedly and that we're doing this right now. I just really want to say thank you. My pleasure, man. Like, I like what you guys are doing. I like that it's, from the heart, you know, and I mm-hmm. like that you're not afraid to take risks. So you got a supporter in me. Mm, thank Hell you. yeah. Let's get it, man. What's your IG? What's Where do the people find Studio IDFK and Sin? Yeah, so Studio IDFK on Instagram is IDFK.official, IDFK for I don't fucking know. The website is IDFK.art. And my own personal art stuff is Photosynthesize, but with an F. So F-O-T-O-C-Y-N-T-H. E S I Z E. It's really long. <laughs> it's long, but it's yeah. a good. It's a very good Instagram. Thank you. Um, yo, appreciate you, man. I appreciate you. We're out here, Studio IDFK, Versatile Vigilante. Keep an eye out for all these fire events. A lot will be in store. Let's fucking get it, man. Thank you.